0: Hello and welcome back to Sitting on My Bed Podcast, my name is Simcha Klein, and I turned 21 and half an hour at the time of this recording, um, it's very exciting, um, I'm having a barbecue with about 15 of my friends, um, and, you know, hopefully it'll go well because I let the ground beef sit in the fridge for a week instead of putting it straight into the freezer like I should have done, um, so hopefully it's not spoiled, and if it is tomorrow then I'll just go out and buy new ones, like, I'm not serving rotten beef obviously. Um, and I have way too much food, but, you know, it's good. Um, and I just spent the weekend at a friend's house, uh, with, like, two other friends. It was a really nice time. Um, and do you ever practice a conversation in your head and then it actually happens? Um, I got in my feelings about how there was... Not one, but three new head staff positions in camp this year, and I was not considered for any of them. Um, you know, if there was one, then like I said, my friend who became the senior division head, like, it should have gone to him, no question asked. But the fact that there were three, and two of them were outside hires, um, it got me a little peeved. And, you know, I had like, a whole speech prepared that I was going to say something to the director how you know, as my seventh year as a counselor, and how I'm good at my job, and, and, like, I deserve better, like, and then, on the third day of camp, when they were announcing the league teams, you know, we did, I didn't bring my clipboard into lunch, because I had the league teams, and schedule on my clipboard, and they didn't want the kids seeing it before they announced it, so I left it in the conference room, and then when they started announcing it, I went to get my clipboard, now, the conference room door locks from the inside, um, and it locks, like, automatically, um, so, I went through the director's office to get into the conference room. There's a second door in the main office. Um, and he goes, Why are they starting announcing the lead team so early? Like, it's only 15 minutes into lunch. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not head staff. Like, you know, it was a quick joke, you know. And then I. And he said something about the fact that they didn't ask me to help make the lead teams this year either, like they did last year. He goes, Yeah, you really got shafted. And, you know, I was. And I just quickly said something I was not planning on giving him my whole spiel that day or any day like it was really just something I was going to stew about and I'm like you know the fact that there were three head staff positions this year like I'm good at my job I this is my seventh year doing it and I deserve to have been considered and he goes well you know the reason why you weren't I'm like um what do you mean and he goes because you're not a rabbi and I said well, neither is my friend who got the position this year. He goes, yeah, but you're not rabbinic. It's, and he goes, it's all the stuff you don't want to do. It's, you know, wearing a white shirt and having a proper haircut and wearing titsis. And I say, you know, I was like, I have titsis in my bag. And he goes, well, yeah, when the owner comes out, you better wear them. I'm like, that's why they're in my bag. But, like, what does he think I do during the year? Like, in the elementary school, in the high school, does he think I walk in wearing jeans and a tank top? No, I dress the part for the job I have because that's what's required of me. I wear a white shirt and I wear it to this. And last year when there's a problem with my haircut, I stopped getting that haircut. And regardless of all that, I still should have been asked. And, 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 my qualities as a counselor and what would become my qualities as a head staff member are much more important than my kind of Judaism. I am a kind, honest, patient, fair, compassionate, caring to a fault counselor. And I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but these are things that I've worked hard to become, some of which come naturally and some of which I've had to work on. And I'm proud of the way I am as a counselor. And... Those are much more, in my opinion, they're much more important to promote than whether or not I I sit and learn all day. But that being said, I can still dress the part that I need to. When you go to work, you wear a uniform. You wear what the job deems appropriate for the workplace. And if the job deems me wearing a white shirt and going by Rabbi Klein and, and having a learning group in the morning, then that's what I'll do but I wasn't even given a chance. And he decided for me that I wasn't rabbinic enough, that I didn't want to be rabbinic. And isn't the ultimate goal to have me want to be rabbinic? Job or no job? Like, in life, doesn't he want me to want to be rabbinic? How can I want to do that? How can I want to want to do that if he's not giving me the opportunity? And so what? He basically told me I have no upward mobility in this career. That, No matter how hard I work, no matter how good I am, and this is not going to stop me from working hard or being good because I cannot be worse. Like, I love my job and I love doing it well. And I would be way harder on myself than he would ever be if I did my job poorly. But, like, no matter how good of a counselor I am, I'm never going to be anything past being a counselor. Like, I started as a junior counselor, well, technically, I started as a counselor, but I started as a junior counselor. Made my way to counselor. I started in the junior division, made my way to the senior division. I stopped being a bus counselor, thank God. And now, not only do I have former campers as staff members, I have my students as staff members. And you're going to sit there and tell me that that's, a, that, that, that's the ceiling? That I'm never going to be able to rise past that? Like, what am I still supposed to counselor when I'm like, I mentioned this to the friend who got the position, and he goes, Well, you know, this coworker of ours, you know, his mother runs a different camp. It's more, you know, modern. I'm sure he could put in a good word for you. I'm like, but that's if they have a head staff position available. I don't want to start as a counselor in another camp. Like, I love this camp. I I grew up in this camp. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this camp. I made this camp better. And there's no reciprocation, reciprocity. And, you know, I was actually just reading a thing today about how, you know, we keep score, how we're only okay with asking a favor if we've already done a favor for someone else, or when we ask someone else for a favor, we feel like we owe them, you know, they watched my kids, so I am gonna bring them dinner when they give birth, or, you know, they, I I I, I shoveled their snow, so I'm allowed to ask for a cup of sugar, like, we keep score instead of just taking it for what it is, I'm helping out because I can, I'm asking for help because I need to, like, it's not uh, a give and take, like, we shouldn't feel indebted to those upon whom we ask small favors, and we shouldn't feel owed from those whom ask small favors of us, but, like, seven years it's seventh summer, this is the seventh summer of my life, and the director has known me since I was 12 years old, the owner since I was 10, like, where's, where's the support, where is, where's, where's the, the help, where is the raising the next generation? Like, I guess in some small corner of my mind, I had it that the friend who got the position and another friend and I were going to inherit the camp one day. Or, at least for now, to be made head staff, to be shown appreciation for the work that I do, to the gratitude, gratitude for the work that I do. And I do it well. And I do it selflessly. And I do it without complaining. I do it happily. I come early. I stay late. I go beyond. I am the best counselor working this year. And one of in recent years. And if it was just my ego talking, then that would be a different story. But I I have the experience to back it up. I have the situation to back it up. I have the responsibility to back it up. And he just cut me down. He just completely threw me out as a person. That I will never be good enough. That I will never rise or be able to conform myself. Like, yes, would it be posing? Theoretically. But whatever happened to fake it till you make it? I mean, I was never a sit and learn kind of guy, I was never a yeshivish kind of guy. But through the process of working in the elementary school where I had to have a certain level of that persona, it's definitely bled over into my personal life. And yes, that makes me feel a little fraudulent, but at the same time, like, no change comes from stasis. If something's going to change, either for the better or the worse, there has to be a catalyst. So, if I'm not being offered head staff anywhere, then I'm supposed to be a counselor until I'm 30, 40, 50, whatever. And if not that, then what am I doing with my summer? Like, right now, I don't know if I want to come back next summer. Not just because, it's you know, I I wasn't sure to begin with. But, like, especially now, like... If I need to be Rabbi Klein, I'll be Rabbi Klein. But how crude and and just I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to how to rally for myself. I don't know how to 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 fight for myself. And. Show that. Not only am I worth it. I can be what is needed. I can do what the job requires. And. It just feels like I'd be shouting at a wall. But. That's not going to stop me from trying. And. I'm going to go into his office on Tuesday because Monday's July 4th. There's no camp. maybe You know, maybe I'll do it on Monday. But I will talk to him. No, I'd rather do it face-to-face. I will go into his office on Tuesday and stake my claim, make my case, fight for what I believe I deserve because I'm not done with this fight. And on that note, we're going to take a break. Um, I want to pivot from wallowing a little in self-pity and, and stealing myself for the fight to come. Um, I just talk about turning 21. Um, I. I definitely feel like my friends are being more adult and more independent and, um. Like, you know, I'm not the mature one or the responsible one anymore. I mean, yeah, I still definitely am. But that we're all kind of on the same page, you know. Over the weekend, we were definitely talking about next steps. Um, You know, one friend is in John Jay for criminology. And he's talking about his job. Uh, He's working like a different elementary school. And the other two friends were talking about continuing their learning, you know, whether or not they want to stay in Israel or come back to America or do this or that. And we actually walked over to um, I mean, the three friends I was with, they were in one class and and I was in the other, um, uh, we walked over to their teacher's house, He lives very close to my friend, um, and, you know, we were there for, like, two hours, um, just talking about the present and the future, um, and, you know, when I was younger, I would either be rebellious, I would either be superior or self-conscious about the fact that I wasn't the same kind of, um, learning style as my friends, but I feel like we are parallel now, not one higher than the other, just alongside each other, um, and there's definitely, like, a bit of separation there, but. The lines aren't impenetrable. Like, I can still sit and learn. I just don't have uh, a desire to... I just don't have a desire to. Um, And I'm not And, like, my life... I feel like my life would definitely be easier if I had gone down that route. But, A, it would be incredibly different, and I like the way my life is now. And, B, I don't know who I would be, and I'm kind of happy with who I am now. I just wish that, you know, the rest of my circles and community were happy with it too. Um, and we were talking and I wasn't afraid to be seen as less educated in that particular regard or inferior because I am less educated in that particular regard. And to me, that's okay. Um, unfortunately being more in that lifestyle tends to bring with it a certain political um stance with which i do not agree nor ascribe um but you know that's nothing new it's just adults don't even hide it and it, it it's you know just kind of disappointing when like adults have the same political arguments as teenagers and They're not the same ones that you do. Um, You know, I said in the beginning of this podcast, like episode one or maybe two, that I didn't want to turn this into a political thing. Um, But it's hard not to do when it's so enmeshed into our everyday lives and party lines are hard and fast. You're either completely one way or completely the other. Otherwise, you get deemed a rhino or a dino or whatever. You know, if you are liberal, you have to align yourself with all of the liberal ideologies. And if you're a conservative, you have to align yourself with all the conservative ideologies. And there's no real independent party. Like, it's really a two-party system. But how can you have two giant idea tents for 300 million people? Um... And local elections are almost exclusively populated by senior citizens, and the electoral college is a mess, and the Supreme Court's a mess, and the political system in this country is not one I am particularly proud of. And with certain laws being made, and certain, um, decisions being made, I am not going to say which are which, you can think I'm talking about county, or city, or state, or country laws, all you like, I am not going to specify, because I am not an expert, nor am I, um, I don't think I'm the right person to be talking about it. I highly encourage you to educate yourself, um, and, you know, listen to people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about, um, anyway, but the fact that July 4th is right here, and certain things have been done feels a little bit like a contradiction, um, you know, what? okay, Roe v. Wade was the fact that it's overturned is the one of the biggest disappointments I have ever experienced and one of the biggest failures I think that the American legal system has ever produced. Um, and I think Olivia Rodrigo and Lily Allen said it best when they called out those Supreme Court justices by name and said fuck you to, in front of a crowd. Um, how dare you? How absolutely fucking dare you, where you claim to be against big government, and you claim to be pro, you know, my body, my choice. You were so against masks and vaccines, and, and, you know, COVID isn't real, and all that crap, and now you want to have the government... Step in and mandate what can be done with people's bodies. Do you walking contradictions. Do you not see? You absolute giant fucking hypocrites. And I can only imagine people with uteruses, uteri, whatever. I can only imagine how they feel. The people who this would actually affect. I can only fucking imagine. Um. This is not the energy with which I wanted to go into my birthday, and right about this second, I have about 11 minutes before then, so I'm going to end this now, um, happy birthday to me, you can follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-A-M-C-J underscore K-L-E-I-N, on Twitter at Simander underscore K-S-A-N-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K, and, um, I'll see you in 21.